It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Halkren. Today we are live at the AMA on the campus of Western Michigan University, and we will be talking to the one and only Rob Bliss and talking a little bit about how to make viral videos. Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkerin. We are coming to you from the AMA uh, in Kalamazoo on the campus of Western Michigan University. And with me from Rob Bliss Creative is the man, the myth, the, the legend, Rob Bliss. Uh, straight off your talk, uh, I, I want to congratulate you on the Starbucks Red campaign. That's clearly yours, right? <laughs> I wish. I hope someone's behind that. I hope there's a very smart man behind that. Well, so that. You, you just got done with your hour-long talk about, you know, Emoting, getting people to, emo- you know, get into an emotion, the driving editing, people. driving people to that emotion, the simplicity, and all that stuff. And, and when, and I haven't heard anyone talk about this, which is why I was excited to get you today, is when you look at Joshua's video, mm-hmm. like the logo is always behind his head, the right. Starbucks logo. It's oh, a yeah. very interesting, um, right, sort of right up your alley kind of viral video. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's, it's, it's the perfect example of, like, taking something that's happening, dividing two people, and, like, using them to further build up the same message or the same thing. So, yeah, I mean, that guy has had a lot of success with that because he's kind of, like, trumpeting that side of the argument. And then because of that, people then from the other side kind of, like, villainize him or whatever. Right. So it right. all just builds on itself. It's crazy. So – my question off of that, though, is, is you, you know, you, you gave some amazing stuff today, which we'll get into in a second. But as an agency, you know, you're standing up there. You've got this resume that you can look to and go, OK, he did this, that. Right. You, you've done all of these videos that have done tremendously well. And congratulations on that. Thank you. But as marketers, by and large we tend to mess all of that stuff up, right? Like we, right. He, we hear an hour long talk with a guy who is an expert in viral video. And then we go to a client literally by four o'clock this afternoon and we're trying to pitch viral videos. <laughs> oh, right? God, right. Um, so what, it, it, you don't need to give away the secret sauce, but yeah. like how could somebody start to do that correctly? You got to it towards the end of your talk where you're talking about branding can ruin everything and, right. and terrible marketing can ruin the viral video. But like, how, how do you look at that and go, okay, we're going to try this and it might not work. Your words were high risk, high reward, uh, but we need to keep these things out of it that you would normally put in a TV commercial because it's not a TV commercial, but we need to start here? Where do, where would I start? I mean, I always look at the unique assets that anyone has, like whether it's the employees you have, the equipment you have, the services that you can provide, kind of just looking at that and say, like, how could I tell a very human story or do something very real with the materials that I have? So that's really where it starts is like, man, we have all these tools around us. What can we use? So that's really where it starts. Now, when you guys get clients, um, what... What is that creative process like? Because you, you know, you and I have been friends for a long time, but this was the first time I got to see you keynote. And when you see you keynote, you can kind of see the mad scientists come out, right? Totally. And, the, and the way, the lens in which you look at the world. And so, right. what is that process like? Is it just you and you bring in it? You have the idea and you bring in a team to execute, or do you have like? a core group of people that you bounce stuff off of? It is really just me uh, coming up with the ideas. I mean, I'll bounce off an idea off a few people just to see if it, you know, detached from me. We always got to do that. We always got to step away from ourselves. Um, So I'll I'll throw it out to other people. But really, I do. It does have to come from me, whatever that idea is. Yeah. 
And, and when you're filming, uh, like let's use the, you use the Amtrak video mm -hmm. today, right? Uh, which is I use that one because you're not in it, right? right. The, the more famous one with the homeless vet, you're in it at one point. Yeah. So sure. this question wouldn't make any sense. Like when you're shooting the Amtrak one. Um, are, are you logging those moments where you the aha moments, the emotion moments? Like, what, are you editing while it's happening, or what is that? What's the post when you talked about editing today and how that's so important and time is the utmost importance? I talk about this on this podcast all the time that you got to save people two things: money or time. And right. you know, when you're editing, it's all about time. So, is that yeah. happening in your head as you're doing it, or do you take all that video out and kind of do a, it in post? A little bit. It's like. The biggest thing, I guess, in production that you're trying to do is whatever, like, moment you've created, just making sure that you're outside of that moment, that, like, you didn't, for lack of a better word, like, mess it up. Like, capture everything that you can, get all the material so that, like, you never walk away without having what you needed. So, I mean, because of, you know, an audio recording, a video recording, it lasts forever, right? So, like, as long as we can capture that as it's happening, we can change the narrative later in the way in which that we edit it. It's funny, um, again, to go back to your keynote, when you hear you talk about this process, it, it sort of resembles, and I know it came out in early November, right? It sort of resembles the wire, right? Walking across a tightrope between the, the twin towers. That's sort of what these videos are all like. You know, when you're, when you're talking about the Lowell police video, well, okay, so the police officer has to pull somebody over. They have to say what they want for Christmas, and you better pray that it's in Meyer so right. you can get it to them in time. You know, there's all of this tight roping that I don't know that a lot of people, as sexy as viral video is right now, it's, it seems to me that you're, and, and people like you, are one in a million. It is not a skill set, to use a rudimentary example, it's not a skill set like I can place an ad, you know, in programmatic, right? I can buy display ads. That's not what you're doing. Right. The, the science that happens here partnered with the serendipity to me is like the most interesting part of, of your job like the scare factor it is it is the biggest roller coaster this job honestly it is because it's just like the highs are so high and the lows are so low because <laughs> you never know like you literally start from zero and that's like the scariest thing like nothing is built in nothing is guaranteed so it is very scary to work in that space yeah and, and you, you showed an example of some research that, that's been happening in the world of viral videos and that anger is the polarizing one. We talked about the Starbucks yeah. video a second ago, which is, which is per clearly Perfect anger, example. Right? Right. Anger about literally no – it's the Seinfeld of anger. It's the anger oh, about it nothing. Is. Right? Oh, it is. Um, it is. But your last two videos have kind of keyed in on that. Are you – is that intentional? Is that kind of where your agency is going to live for a second? Is these polarizing views – especially when I, I'm guessing you might have one or two political clients coming up that might want to do viral <laughs> videos, right? Like, is that the space you guys are going to live in right now? Uh, any, I, would, I definitely, something has to be a high arousal. Something has to, like, evoke something. It, it definitely can never be something where people are just feeling, like, relaxed. I never want people to feel relaxed. So sometimes we'll go to that space, um, but sometimes it'll only be just the hook to, like, bring people in is, like, are people good people? Like, do people care about bullying? Like, at least put the question in your mind that, like, maybe something is wrong. Because if we if it's all expected, then what's there to watch? So where does this come from? You know, you, you said something really interesting a second ago is, are people good people? Is, is this whole ride for you, you know, a psychology experiment? Like, understanding <laughs> the human... And I'm being dead serious, right? Like, you're essentially documenting the human condition in episodic form. Like, where does that come from for you? 
I mean, I personally am a very optimistic person. Um, no. I, I really am. <laughs> I know you I'm, are. I know <laughs> totally you are. am. Uh, I, it's just, so I think it comes from that hopefulness. But, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, there is, like, a legitimate reason for it, which is the fact that, like, sadness, like you saw in the presentation, it's the most antiviral of all provocative emotions. Like, of all emotions we can provoke, sadness is the most antiviral. Like, no, there's nothing left to do. It's just, like... And that's you're just off. You that's turned of course off. Why people hate that Sarah McLaughlin right spot? Right, perfect they example. Hate that one. Right, because it's like God change the channel. Right. right, because there's just like man, that sucks. And like even if you care, it sucks. <laughs> but right. you still walk away, kind of like empty. So it just it just lowers your emotions. So it's both who I am, but also for a purpose. And uh, you know, last couple things I wanted to talk about uh, is because you and I sort of got into this uh, on Facebook yesterday. Is this idea of um, free jacking or free booting, right. which is the idea that you take a video from YouTube and you steal it and put it on Facebook because you and I both know that the algorithm loves video, so therefore the video gets opened up more. Um, the views, like you and I were talking about, three seconds is not really a view, um, but it, you know it counts it as a view, so you can go back to your clients and say, look how many views I got with the video so I stole off YouTube, right? Um, how does that impact your business model? And then as a follow-up after that, um, do you think YouTube Red as a product is going to have any sort of impact on what it is that you guys do? Good question. I mean, YouTube Red and all that um, is a fascinating development because there is this increase in like subscription services, whether everything music and Spotify, um, Netflix and everything they're doing. So there is that movement towards subscription services because I think people will pay the money to get out of the ads and have that higher level of service. So I think there is a future there. Um, getting back to Facebook and everything there, what was your question? My question was, like, let's talk a little bit about this freejacking or freebooting. Yeah. Like, what, what does that affect on you directly? And you know, do you see a time in which um, they're going to change their behavior, Facebook as a platform? So regarding the whole freebooting thing, I mean, it doesn't affect me so much, um, mostly as so long as like the client is credited, it's not sure. so much of an issue, but it's really an issue for, I think, content creators who depend on the revenue from YouTube that they are paid, whether it's through them or um, a third party that puts on like the more uh, intensive ads. So for those people, like it is a, that's a huge chunk of money that is coming right out of their, you know, boat. I mean, it's the, it's getting back to the whole like the music industry and BitTorrent and you know Kazaa and like peer-to-peer you know files you know it's it's really starting to get into that space once again and what's interesting about that example is that you know that stuff comes out of the fact of disruption right so right. The, the music industry which I have a wealth of knowledge about went from vinyl to a track a track to cassette cassette to CD and, and CD to MP3. But when they made that transition, that was when the customer was like, look, enough is enough. I'm not paying one more cent for Led Zeppelin 4. Right? Right. I've bought it four times already. Right. This, is, this is it. Right. Um, and, and this is this, but is sort of similar, but in reverse, right? Because now people are trying to become, they're not trying to steal the video because they want to own it. They want to steal the video because they want to be you, right? They want to be the one who's got X amount of views right. as if that's some sort of currency. Right. There is that element, and I think some people are... Well, but I mean, what other reason would you steal it for? I mean, you can... You, I mean, heck, that YouTube description that is right there, you could put a link to your website or, like, some other related piece. I mean, people do definitely, like... Not all, but, like, some freebooters definitely promote something that is 
for their own benefit within that. So there is some elements of that that, yeah, let alone just like simply not giving credit to the creator because it's not like that content isn't already out there on the Internet. And, like, I understand, like, it maybe it's not doing well and so maybe it is a benefit because hey maybe it goes super viral on Facebook and some reason it didn't on YouTube cool but the whole lack of credibility I think is an issue I think people you know really do need to get paid and I think it does eat out of you know the content creator getting paid and I definitely do think Facebook does have a reason why they don't pull it at the moment like I think you know the longer that you're on their website the longer you can play their video there's a longer ad banner ad right next to the video that isn't being viewed on YouTube. It's on Facebook. So well, it's that, say. and you know, as you and I were talking about on Facebook, right? There's no outbound, right? You're stuck on the platform, which is absolutely their number one goal. Right. It's why they want to build their own version of Siri and Messenger. It's why they're toying around with becoming their own bank, right? They they want to create, and this is the you said it in your keynote, right? You talked about Reddit and how it's really helpful in making this stuff pop organically. Facebook essentially wants to become the actual front page of the internet right Right. not a catchphrase a utility you know they they want to become yeah a utility they want to become water lights and that sort of thing and facebook and and, right they're facebook and and they want to seemingly do that at all costs and i don't know how they much like i don't know how service providers were expected to stop napster i don't know how a single entity regardless of your thought process right you know you're obviously not a big fan of their end of the freebooting problem but i don't know as an entity what allotment of time they need to dedicate to that notwithstanding the fact that it is actually damaging people as content creators to want to make that content I think what's going on is they have a quote unquote problem that is actually (laughs) helping them so it's a problem but it's a problem that do we really want to solve this problem that's specifically benefiting us so that's where it's like and it's not like they've created it more or less I mean they have in some ways but not really Um, so it's like I just don't think really there's an incentive at the moment for them to want to fix that. And there's definitely things they could do better, like um, their copyright infringement claims and stuff are very difficult to fill out, take a very long time to respond to. Um, They don't have, like, YouTube has, like, kind of like... Uh, they, they scan through all their content yep. to check for sure. like that material and will yank it because of it or instantly grab the revenue being made by that and start delivering it to who it's supposed to go to. So they could bump it up. They could do more, but they're at a point where it's like, well, you know, maybe well next week. Mm, we'll figure it out and, next and, month. And, you know, what you're, what you're wink, wink nodding to is the fact that in April they talk about 4 billion views a, a right. day, right? And they just announced yesterday that it's now at 8 billion views. So... It's a super impressive number. Again, a large majority of that is three seconds with the sound off as somebody's scrolling through their news feed, but it's still a statistic that they can tout when they're trying to build an ad campaign that's based on video. Right, and that's the tricky part because they are a publicly traded company, so there is that constant short-term incentive to get work done, put out good numbers today. So I think that forces them to kind of trump it today and not tomorrow. So, you know, let's wrap this up as people are jumping into another <laughs> session here. Or Santa Claus Santa is Claus really flash mob going <laughs> on right whatever's now. Whatever's happening behind us. Um, what's, what's next for you? What do you have coming up for the end of the year? Are you kind of wrapping up right now or you got projects going on for the holidays? Oh, we got some more projects, but, you know, I like to, I, you know, you've, I'm not we've expect- interviewed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not expecting done you to this tell- a million times, yeah, you and yeah. me, but, uh, I know you're not you know, we're tell still, me. Hope, hopefully we'll have something out by the end of the year still. Very cool. So. And if people want to get a hold of you, it's obviously it's robblisscreative.com, but yeah. uh, is Twitter your preferred method? Uh, or a- Facebook? Any method. 
method. I'll check them all. Gotcha. Rob Bliss, GR on Twitter if you want to get at him. Rob, thank you so much, dude. All right, Eric. Thank Have you. Have a great day. Yep.